All right, so before we get into the podcast, I need to address an all too common question I get from gym owners. How do I improve my retail sales with merchant supplements? How do I get my members to start buying the products I sell? Well, the first thing you have to do as it pertains to selling retail supplements is have good tasting shit on your shelves. Without great tasting products and ones that can be easily used in healthy recipes your members find on Instagram, they're probably gonna pass. The next big item that you must address Does this supplement brand align with your own brand's aesthetic? Now, luckily, SFH, which stands for Stronger, Faster, Healthier, checks the box on both of these. Their protein powders, pre-workout, fish oil, and even their incredible post-workout supplements are the best tasting on the market. They mix incredibly well when used for creating protein pancakes and other baking recipes, and everything is made in-house, on the East Coast, at their headquarters located in Maine. No Alibaba powders shipped from China that are simply repackaged. Speaking of packaging, have you seen their labels? For a gym that wants a clean, professional-looking product on their shelves to complement their brand, SFH is my go-to. Too many supplement companies look like a shitty hybrid of Axe Body Spray meets a 90s muscle magazine. With their obnoxious neon colors and loud fonts and horrible brand names like Muscle Shredder 3000. No thanks. I'll stick with SFH and their clean approach to producing top-notch supplements with great wholesale pricing and customer service. And SFH was dope enough to give any of my listeners 20% off their entire website at sfh.com. Just use promo code GYMTALK20 and you'll save 20% on your entire order. Again, use the code GYMTALK20 and go see why this is my go-to supplement brand for gym owners. Now let's get on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. We're talking personal training packages today. So, if you're selling personal training packages to more than one person, I don't care if you're selling it to two people, three, 23, I don't give a shit. Whatever it is, you just need to make it very simple as far as the pricing. I'll see this shit all the time. Personal training for one session one hour session for one person, 80 bucks. For two people, 60 bucks. For three people, 50 bucks. For four people, oh my God, like it just, it gives me a headache even just verbally saying that. You have one price and that is your per session rate. If more people want to join, they are all going to pay, and this is a ballpark number, but generally around 65% of your one hour session rate. So if you were uh, an $80 an hour personal trainer and you wa- you had three people who wanted to train together, all right, concurrently in the- within the same session, then you're going to go ahead and charge them right around $65 a piece, okay? And uh, what's 65% of 80? Now, that'd be close to like $55 a piece. So 65% ballpark is the percentage I recommend off your one hour. So if two people want to, you're going ahead and doing 65% this scenario, 65% of 80, I believe is like 52. Well, let's round it up to 55. So you'd be making $110 within the hour versus the 80 would generally make you have the two people. Now that 65% number, I'm throwing it out here because I don't know your numbers. There are times where I believe that's the accurate number, but generally if you run lower 
uh, if you if you charge less for personal training, you're not and you're undercharging. That percentage probably needs to go up. So again, just some broad advice here because I don't know uh, I don't know you guys personally. I don't know your numbers. 65% will probably put you in the ballpark, and then that's it. It doesn't matter if it's two people, three people, four. It doesn't matter. Now here's the other thing you need to remember. You need to ensure that everyone is purchased ahead of time and everyone is subject to the exact same cancellation policy, okay? So for example, um, Sally, Tina, Samantha, and Trish all buy PT from you. Typically you charge $80 an hour, but now you're charging, for them, you're charging uh, $55 an hour, okay? So because you have the four of them, each of them are paying you $55 an hour, you're now generating 220 bucks for that hour session because you have four of them. We all get the math on that? Four times 55 equals $220. So here we are. We're, you know, we're training these individuals, you know, one session goes by, two sessions, you made them, let's say you made them buy 10, uh, 10 pack each, okay? Well, if on session three, one of them doesn't show or two of them doesn't show, it doesn't matter. You still made $220 in that hour. You were, again, that session has now been forfeited by the individuals. And this is where having policies and procedures, T's and C's, terms and conditions regarding your personal training is really beneficial, including you know, how many hours does somebody need before, you know, for that they can cancel a PT session without penalty? What is the penalty if they don't cancel the PT session within that period of time? So on and so forth. Now, I believe that the policies that you can enact with this as far as timeline that someone has to cancel and all that is very similar to what you should do with your group class model. So if you're inside of Microgym University and you've enrolled, you've taken the late cancellation, no-shows, the associated fees, you've taken that course, then you're already set up. Otherwise, just, you know, some general things for some of you guys here just listening on the podcast. You know, for personal training, the, the go-to is generally 24 hours notice. I've seen as little as 12 hours notice cancellations. If the trainer has to cancel on the client, then they gain a session, right? And that's canceling outside of the cancellation window, okay? If they if a client cancels outside of the cancellation window, they lose the session. Pretty simple. Um, there's really no fees associated with it. It's just the loss of a session. And since these are finite, most people don't have like an unlimited personal training package. Um, since they're finite, you know, that, that stings. It hurts the wallet, right, when someone does not do it. And it's got to be one of these things where this is why having your scheduling outsourced to your member management software completely is recommended. The, the number one thing, so I just gave um, a talk to a bunch of personal trainers, and they said, what's one piece of advice you have for, uh, for the newer personal trainers? They said, don't give out your cell phone number. Don't give out your personal cell phone number. It's a dumb fucking idea. Really dumb. Once you've done that, now you have aligned yourself or put yourself in the same category as their besties, their friends, their personal network. You are not in their personal network. You are in their professional network. You tell me the number of people in your professional network in which you have their cell phone number, right? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? Do you have your lawyer's cell phone number? Maybe your lawyer. Do you have, uh, you know, I mean, like, there's just, again, there's, 
There's professional networks, personal networks, and clients confuse their fitness professionals in the personal network and text them, hey, listen, Johnny's really sick. And now they're leaving, they're giving you information in which you have to decide, okay, should I, you know, do I do the human thing, the customer service thing, or do I just stick with the T's and C's of our deal? And you should do the latter. Sure, you can absolutely make exceptions as you see fit, 100%. I will tell you this, though, when you keep it left to the scheduler to where, like, again, there's a Google Voice number maybe you provide that's not yours, but mainly the only way they can cancel an appointment is to log into the app. And when the app is set so that you can't cancel after 24-hour notice is expired, then there's nothing they can do. Right. It's again, it's it's part of the policies and procedures, the T's and C's. The robots have already set it up. And, you know, again, that's just how it is versus them. Oh, my God. So the weather was horrible and traffic was this and that happened, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, again, now you're left. You're put in the shitty situation of having to be like, man, but lady, I fucking woke up at quarter of, you know, five in the morning to come in for this session and because you you want to blame this, that, and the other thing, you just ultimately, you, you had a responsibility. You had a responsibility to me to show up like I had a responsibility to you, and only one of us fulfilled that responsibility. And now you want to play in my heartstrings. And that's that's a shitty thing to do. Like, that's a if you were a consumer right now, and you're listening to this, and you're also like a gym owner or a trainer, and you've pulled that shit on your you know hairstylist or your doctor or whatever, shame on you. That is such a shitty thing to do. I like, you know, a physical therapist. I had to miss a session, and I'm like, just charge me. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to charge you. I'm like, no, 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 legit charge me. I want to see a transaction on my card by the end of the day, please. Like, this is how we keep this relationship authentic. I want to feel like you were always giving me 100%, and I want to feel like I give you 100%. And today I didn't do that. I had to cancel. And I am willing to eat that and, you know, accept that I chose one thing over the other. So again, it just, AKA be a fucking adult. Um, anyway, back to personal training sessions. So when you have, you know, you've got your T's and C's set up here and you've kind of, you've got the numbers figured out for your group personal training. The one, the last thing I'll, I'll leave with on this is I recommend, and if you, you know, if you've observed well ran, semi-private personal training studios, right? Where they mainly do one-on-ones and one-on-several, right? One-on-four, one-on-six, one-on-eight, one-on-ten. What you've noticed the really good ones do is that they still keep those semi-private sessions with multiple people hyper-personalized. They leverage technology like TrueCoach or Trainerize or any of those apps so that everyone coming into that session knows what they're working on that day. And then the coach is there essentially overseeing and educating, but they're not running a class. Now, semi-private personal training, the metrics that, and the operations of it look very much like running group classes because of this factor. And this is, this is the biggest downside to semi-private personal training. So with standard personal training, the client can typically book whenever they'd like within the confines of the trainer's availability on the scheduling app. Right? They look at the availability, they book the appointment, and it's essentially on their schedule. Well, with semi-private personal training, this is the, this is the part that like the facilities that do this, they, these guys are like, 
they're like conductors at an orchestra, you know, getting this to work. Essentially what you have to put on the schedule is you put in the hours of availability for semi-private, meaning you're gonna get a different group of people with you every time. Very similar to a group fitness class, except these people are just paying an astronomically higher price point. Now, group fitness gyms that do that primarily and then sell personal training will once in a blue moon come into a scenario, well, you know, I got four women who want to train together and they just want them to train together and it's their little club. Cut that, sh do not let that shit occur. Do not let fucking Tina and Trish and Sally and Sandra or whatever be like, yeah, can this just be our time? Like I want, I don't, we don't want other people. Like, no, guys, we do semi-private training. We do up to 10 people. On the schedule, these are the hours that you're able to book, okay? And when you go ahead and book those, you're able to, you know, you're stuck with whoever else is in there. Now, inevitably, the conversation when I'm working with these type of facilities comes up, well, wait a minute, well, what do I do? Okay, Stu, so I got my schedule up there. I've got the T's and C's, but I offered a semi-private time and only one person showed up. And that one person is only paying 65% of my hourly rate. Yeah, no, I, I get it. You've opened, to, you've expanded too much. Or there needs to be a model in place or an operational workflow in which the semi-private individuals are recurring. So for example, you're going to offer you know, semi-private twice a week, Monday, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Well, everyone you sell buys eight sessions at the semi-private price point, okay? So you've gone ahead and once you've sold two of them, like you sold two people, now that in all the classes are paid for, right? You sold two people, each person bought eight sessions, two a week. Each of those sessions are originally $80 for a one-on-one, -on -one, but they're down to 55 for a one-on-many or one on several, right? The semi-private rate that we discussed earlier. So now you've had, you know, two people essentially pay for those eight blocks and those are the only eight blocks you have. The second you open up 12 blocks or 14 blocks or, and again, when I say block, I mean, I mean an hour of semi-private availability, like you're opening up more times on the schedule, you have got to have the demand in order to create the supply. It is, and that's the thing is you guys expand your classes and your availability far too early. Oh my God, like the best thing I ever did in not only in fitness, but then what I do with consulting and things like that is I restrict the schedule. I only work when I want to work, okay? And that was the same even in the fitness industry. And, I, and like, I know people are like, well, I want to have classes at 5 a.m. I'm like, I don't know. I, I like to wait. I, I enjoy waking up early. That's the time I like people the most. I enjoy people in the first part of the day more than I enjoy people in the latter half of the day. Um, you know, and I, yes, I understand. You have to, you've got to meet a certain market demand when it comes to when people want to train and work out. But for the semi-private scene and selling personal training, you can tailor that specifically to what you want and when you want it. And I would highly, highly encourage you to be sold out over and over again to the point where someone is going to cancel because they can't get in. And then and only then do you open it up. And generally what I recommend is you don't open up an extra hour, you find a way to make that 11th client work, right? Like 
And again, you can't keep doing that because if you end up going on one on 20, now it's an actual just group fitness class. But you get the point is, you know, if you want to make sure you're not stuck servicing a session, servicing an hour of semi-private and only making 65% of your hourly because only one person showed, everything is pre-sold and you limit the supply so that the demand exceeds it. If you do that, my friends, you will not run into that problem, okay? You will avoid the headache that comes with that and the what if. So many people, well, what if I do this? What if I do that? I'm like, first off, let's let's not worry about our fucking what ifs. Like, we can sit here and what if the fucking, you know, every scenario to death. Just get the fucking work, right? Limit your supply. Make sure the demand is higher than the supply always, Keep the percentages of the PT versus the one on several, you know, the, the semi-private rates relative to what I what I recommended. And you have potential of making the most money. Semi-private training studios make the most money per square foot because they're able to operate in much lower square footages. Like there are their revenue per square foot is is impressive. It's extremely impressive. The the issue with these facilities again lies into scheduling logistics and headaches and this and that and you know the the market does the market want semi-private i think it does i think i think the market wants everything but um yeah no i mean when you look at the the numbers inside some semi-private gyms where the trainers are making on average over 200 dollars an hour it's i mean it's really really attractive and some guys have done a great job tim lyons has done a great job of it with his i believe his brand is called legacy out in Arizona, Scottsdale, he just redid a he just did a gorgeous facility. I mean, one of the sexier things I've seen. I've only seen it digitally. Uh, I might have to go take a visit out there to hang out with Tim and see his spot in person. But um, but yeah, guys, it just just some thoughts here when it comes to personal training uh, and going like semi private. I hope this was helpful. If you have any other questions, feel free to shoot me a DM. And until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.